0: Single moms have to deal with a lot of stigma surrounding them. Unfortunately, single moms somehow come with a bad reputation already attached to them, when in reality, they are some of the strongest, most resilient, most nurturing, and most empathetic people you will ever meet. You know, they have a fierce determination and unbreakable tendency simply because they have to. All right? They are a million reasons why a woman is a single mother check your judgment because you have no idea how she got there i have managed to conduct an interview with a single mother her name is Lim. Um, she's an american and she's a convert um, so Lim embraced islam when she married the man of her dream like everybody else she hoped for a lasting marriage a marriage that could last forever i think we all have that you know i know there are girls out there who always dream for a fairy tale marriage you know a perfect marriage unfortunately in sulim's case her marriage didn't last long she found out her husband had married another woman behind her back (gasps) i know right is is that nightmare so What she did was she asked for a divorce. Now, let's listen to her story. Okay, I need you guys to just listen. Don't judge. Just listen. All right? Um, Listen to how she picked herself up after a painful divorce.
1: So, Assalamualaikum. My name is Sue Lim, and I am a Chinese-American Muslim uh, convert. From uh, California, San Francisco, I've been practically raised my whole entire life there. And I converted around the age of no, sorry, twenty. And um, I came in with that maybe twenty twenty one. Um, my first child at twenty two, and around twenty three, I moved to Malaysia. Um, my long story short, basically, I. Um, Five years living in Malaysia, I, um, uh, uh, my, my husband decided to tell me that he was um, basically married to another woman. And as you can imagine, this is one of the most really heartbreaking moments that anybody could ever face, hear, see, experience in their lives, especially. For a Muslim woman, because I think that a lot of Muslim women actually fear this happening to them, um, and sure enough, it happened to me because I'm so lucky like that. But um, yeah, so and I basically for about six, about five to six years, I lived through it. I lived through polygamy because I thought that that's my my duty as a wife. That is what it would take me to Jannah. Um, I was a, I was a convert, so it was it was super easy it was it was kind of easy for me to just believe anything i heard um kind of my fault because i i should have done research but you know what you, you're surrounded by you know you trust everything your husband says and everything and i just thought okay this this is my color this is my ticket to jenna i'm gonna live through it um
0: right so but okay i don't want to ask like how how do you find out but it's oh I
1: can I can talk
0: about that yeah you sure yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. so yeah so how Wait, are we recording right now yeah <laughs> oh, sorry okay all right so <laughs> how, how um,
0: did you okay. find out about you know
1: how did I find out okay well um I don't know if you've ever watched my polygamy video
0: I did halfway
1: but I yeah oh okay so like basically um he took me to a gym night after the kids slept he took me to the gym and he had basically kind of talked about he he brought the question of like wait so i don't get it why do women have a problem with um having a second wife and i i kind of just rolled my eyes at him because i'm like oh no not this subject again um and he was just like yeah i just want to know what are women this like why are they always so angry and why is it such a jealousy thing that you know they get a second wife if it's halal and i said well because it's it's really like mean. It's like being cheated on, but in front of your face, and over again, and blah blah blah. So I I justified why I didn't agree with um have, uh, with with polygamy, and yeah. he he had argued with me, blah blah blah. We had a friendly kind of argument. I see. And in the middle of the gym, okay, can you just imagine? Like you're working out, you know, he's lifting weights, and I'm sitting there, like. You know what, what I don't know, doing push I don't remember what I was doing, but um you're in the gym, you've got like other people around you. Um and then he just basically said, Yeah, uh so I I babe, I just I just wanna let you know that um I've I've already done it. <gasps> and I, I just I was just like He just dropped blood.
0: the bomb like that?
1: Wow. Yeah, he just dropped the bomb like did it and I was like what do you mean you did it? He goes, I, no, sorry, let me, let me go back. Let me, let me, let me, like, rewind a bit. Okay. First, he told me, well, I met a family that has a daughter. Okay. He, and they need, they're really poor, this poor daughter, you know, like the poor family. Oh, inshallah, I want to give charity. And, you know, he started Talking about like all of these kind of charitable act- like actions that a Muslim can possibly do, and he said, you know, it would be really nice if if um, I could help out this family because they have a daughter, and I knew where that was going, and I was like, no, don't don't come back to me and tell me that you want you you want to marry another person, and he was like, I I I already asked the family, mm-hmm. and I was like. No, like, no, this is going to ruin our family. You know, I started hysterically crying. That's when your legs turn into jelly. That's when you want to puke out your guts. That's when you want to smack him in the face with your guts. You know, like, it was the most heartbreaking thing to hear. And keep in mind, he didn't tell me yet at this point that he actually married the girl. He had basically told me that um, he was thinking about it. Um, So for about an hour, two hours, I was just trying to tell him and reason with him, this is not possible. You can't do this to me. You can't do this to your family. You would totally break your family, blah, 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 I'm crying. I'm just This whole two hours, I'm just crying my eyes out. I'm begging him. I'm begging him with so much... um, you know, I, 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 I was on my knees. I was just like, don't do this. Don't do this to the family. And then he just, that's when he dropped the bomb. He said, I already did it. And my, my, I, I literally could see my whole world just falling apart. Because, you know, we all have this image of growing up, getting married, and um, having children. And live and happily ever the after. Correct. Correct. Who knew that a second wife would come in this picture,
0: you exactly. know?
1: I mean, especially when you're a convert as a Muslim, you think that, you know, life is, life is, is great now. Allah is with me. Right. You right. know, they don't, they don't really, as a convert, they don't really talk about these tests. You, you think about these tests as patience tests, like, oh, yeah, the guy cut me off in front of the queue, and, you know, cut, oh, sorry, cut me off in front, um, in, in the lane, like, while I was driving. So I have to, I have, to have supper. And, you know, that that not to flip this guy off or just something. You know, yeah. I don't know. Like but it it never talked about situations like this. Like I, I didn't know at that time, anyways. Anyway, so he, he told me and I, I was obviously very devastated. Did you blame and, yourself? Um, did you blame yourself? I'm sorry?
0: Did you blame yourself for what happened? Did
1: you blame yourself for what happened? I definitely blamed myself. I thought I wasn't a good enough wife. I thought I didn't do good enough for him. I thought I wasn't pretty enough. I thought um I, I, I definitely, I blame 110% on me. I was, I thought to myself, what's wrong with me? Why did, he, he must have done it because I did something wrong. Um, he kind of told me that my fault because I wasn't pious enough. Uh, he, I wasn't, I wasn't obedient enough. I didn't, I always spoke bad. Um, to him, it was a very, bit- I'm very much a city girl, a modern girl, is what he called me, uh, because I spoke back. I I had an opinion. I didn't didn't just follow what he said. And he didn't like that. He didn't like that, you know what, this educated woman keeps speaking back to me. This educated woman keeps, um, so what's the easiest thing to do? I'm going to go and get married to um, a village woman. English, one, that, you know what I can, I can basically um, nurture from the beginning because basically she was a, a Boer. she was a Muslim but she didn't know much and basically he taught her everything like Arabic English I see um, how to pray how, how you know and she was in awe of him and not, not that I wasn't in awe of him but you see I I had my own like um. Again, like he said, I, I guess, in his opinion, I was too educated. So that's why he got a village woman. Because village women apparently don't talk back. Village yeah. women don't.
0: Um, he he wanted someone, someone very submissive.
1: Yeah, very submissive. That's the word. Very submissive. You see, for I've been divorced for about a year and a half now. And it was nice submissive. I heard this constantly throughout my marriage. You're not, why are you submissive? Why don't you be submissive? In men's eyes, that is what a wife should be. Um, I think they forget that we have to be equals.
0: Yeah, I think, I don't know, maybe they forget that we're humans too, you know?
1: Yeah, and maybe, yes, he gave me my right where he paid for my bills and, you know, he gave me a roof over my head and, you know, he provided food for me. But um, we forget that, that, that that's not the only thing. Women also need respect, just like how men want, res- uh, want respect as well. Correct. Women want respect as well. Um, I mean, okay, so after what happened, after he told me, I just had a lot of trust issues. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't stand him. I, right away, I wanted the divorce. Right away, like... You know, throughout my whole marriage, no matter what, no matter what I went through with troubles I went through, I still never considered divorce. The moment he told me he you know, was like, Why? "It just broke a whole bunch of trust," so I had basically said, "I want a divorce. I want to move back to my home." And
0: then he refused. Oh, he refused. He said,
1: "Yeah," because he said, um, "He said once again." I, this is my ticket to Jannah. I need to accept that this is my qadr. This is what happened. Allah allowed it to happen. Therefore, if I want to go to Jannah, this is my only way to Jannah. <laughs> I had basically been uh, conditioned in that way mm-hmm. to say, that's why people are like, I don't understand why you, you you stayed in the marriage for so long. Why why did you, you know, that's like, that's, that's, that's the whole trust. The thing is, a lot, and, and I, I meet a lot of these type of men nowadays. Where, um, I, I mean, back in the day, I knew a lot of them, but I didn't know it. I just I just thought that they were just that they just loved their wives and they just wanted to protect them and they wanted good the best for them. And I thought the same with my husband. I just thought, you know, his intentions were not to harm me. His intentions that was that he just wanted me to go to Jannah. So that's why I had to be submissive. That's why I had to be obedient. Whatever he said, I couldn't question. Whatever he did, I just followed. Um, I think uh, three years into the marriage, I, I, I kind of, I, I lost it. I mean, I was, I mean, you had asked me uh, if I went through a phase where I felt depressed. And I'm just thinking, how could you not feel depressed when you see your husband every other day go to another woman's house? Yeah. I tried, there are times where I tried to stick by it and say, yes, this is my cousin. This is what I have to do. This is what, you know, this is my, this is my ticket to Jannah. I kept, I kept reminding myself those, the same phrase over and over again. But then I would cry. And then after that, I would say, why Allah? Why, 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 why is this have to be my ticket?
0: But how, how is it, like, is it difficult for you to move on? Especially, like, do you remain, like, you and your exes, you, uh, in terms of child support? Does he provide? Like
1: Luckily my my ex is quite okay with the child yeah, he's very good with the child support mm-hmm. because he fears Allah. Um and uh what like I mean I, I honestly I, I'm I'm quite blessed that he's done that. Right. That he because I know so many divorced women who leave the marriage without child support. Correct. Right. And this is one of the people's fear like, this is a, the main fear that women have is that they're going to be a single mom stuck without any income
0: right and they have to take care of everything
1: yeah this happens like I mean I look around and I'm like oh man I'm really lucky that he, he provides child support for me because there are so many women out there who don't get that who are you, you know who had to fight you know pennies from, from the man Correct. Um. So yeah, he, he's been good on that and I and I think I believe that this is what helped me move on.
0: But um like after divorce, have you experienced any discrimination for being a single mom?
1: Oh, all the time. Um, people I mean I think especially Asian families, they always say, you know, like I'm in my mid thirties and, and I'm always told that, gosh, you know, you're in your mid thirties how, do, how could you want a divorce? Because, you know, it's really hard to get remarried. You know, you're going to be on your own. You're, you're going to
0: start all over again.
1: Yeah, you're going to start all over again. You're going to, you know, the children are going to be a mess. Um, and I, I know, it, it, I mean, honestly, I definitely considered all of it. Again, like I said, it's really hard for a woman to, to decide that they want to be let go because of the fact that, or they want a divorce because of the fact that they don't know what they're going to do after.
0: Because, mm-hmm.
1: you know, in my situation, I've been a stay-at-home mom for 10 years. Um, before I was a stay-at-home mom, I was, in, um, I was working for a corporate company. I sold real estate. I did investments. Um, and then when I got married, I lived everything because you know what? I am the servant of Allah now, so I thought I was supposed to be a stay-at-home mom because that's what I was told. That you know, women are supposed to be a stay-at-home, uh, stay-at-home mom. Women are supposed to be a stay-at-home moms, and that's all they're really good for. So I really believed it, and I was like, okay, I don't mind being a stay-at-home mom. So for about ten to eleven years, I've just done nothing but take care of the kids. So I lost that mojo of you know. <laughs> Independent and yeah. being myself. And, you know, so how how did you pick up
0: yourself I, after divorce? Pick
1: up yourself after divorce. After divorce, it was during my crisis. Like I think, okay, so I was in in a, a five years, three years into it, I decided I don't want to do this anymore. Three years um after my like after every you know after the polygamy started, three years into it. I basically said, oh, my God, I need to get out of it. So I planned out what I wanted to do as a job. I, I basically job searched while I was still married.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, uh, behind his back, I, I suppose. Huh? He didn't know it.
0: I'm sorry? He didn't know it when you were searching for the job.
1: He did know it. I uh, see. He's somewhat not a job, but he wanted me to do an, like, a, like a business. or right. an event. he. You know, honestly, with men... When they get into a polygamous marriage, I noticed they just want you off their back. So they will agree to anything. Right. <laughs> they, they just, they're just like, oh my God, this woman needs to stop nagging at me about the other woman. So you know what? You go do whatever you want. I mean, he was quite, mashallah, he was wealthy. So right. literally I would shop my depression out. I'm depressed, I go shopping. I'm depressed more, I go shopping for a bigger amount. Mm-hmm. of Yeah, you know, something bigger. He was okay with that because he was just like, okay, as long as you get off my back. He was okay that I searched for a job or started a, a mini business or something because he was like, you know what? Just as long as you get off my back. Right. That's it. Um, he was fine. Like, I, I don't, I didn't hide anything. See, unlike him, I didn't hide anything. I mean, people ask me, how is it that you ask for the marriage? Because I know a lot of women have a lot of trouble.
0: Initiating yeah, sure. the divorce.
1: Yeah. And they're like, oh, how did you? you do it honestly I there's no trick of there's no trick of obviously. Allah uh, paved my path and he helped me find a job mm-hmm. towards the end of my, of my marriage and it really just helped me build up my confidence again the minute I don't know I got this divorce it felt like wow a weight was lifted off of me mm-hmm. and even though I am I, I mean I I'm not saying, hey, the single life is amazing. It's not. It's very hard. It's really difficult. It's very stressful. How are
0: the kids? I mean, like, with the divorce.
1: Yeah, well, that's another thing. I mean, I had a a few kids who were crying, saying, I want my parents back together. Right. I have a few younger kids that have no idea what's going to happen. And I'm all trying. I'm all prepared. Ask me, why aren't you and dad together? Um, I, I, me and um, I, my son actually took it the artist at the time he was about 11 years old, mm-hmm. and uh, basically he knew, I mean, he knew through the few years what was happening, he knew that I was going to the wife, he knew upset about it but he never knew how upset I was at it. because in front of children you always pretend things are okay yeah but you don't know it but children always feel like something's wrong they just don't know it but something's off and you don't know it but th- that being off like that the relationship between you and your child is compromised not close with them. I was always stuck in my room because I was so depressed all the time. I didn't want to get out of bed. I was, you know, for eating for me was hard, you know, um, and I had a helper, so she actually helped me out a lot with my kids. Mm -hmm. Um, Every time me and my husband got into, uh, like, a verbal argument, Mm -hmm. um, she would actually take my kids, like, outside, downstairs, to the playground, so that she, the kids didn't have to hear I these arguments. But my kids really felt like something was missing. Felt like there was some disconnection there, you know. I think with any child that's going through a divorce, it's really important to communicate with him. Just like anything. If you have problems with your friends, if you have problems with, you know, your your um, spouse, mm-hmm. your kids, you need to communicate. And we communicated, we had cried it out. And we do it. We we have to reset it every now and again. And you know what? When things aren't okay, it's still okay to tell. Correct. You them that because they know that life is not. Uh, it's not perfect.
0: What's your advice to ladies out there who are going to going through the same situation as yours, similar as yours?
1: Okay um first they have to, okay first things first you never think that you want to divorce right away um I had to go through p marriage counseling and my own counseling um I would definitely highly advise a couple to go through a counsel session a few count not a few a regular regular counseling go through a professional that you pay because some people can't afford it. It is very expensive, I have to say. If you really decide that you want a divorce, you have, to, you have to know what you're getting yourself into. It's not an easy world as a single mom out there. You choose to be happy. Nobody else, you don't allow a man or a friend or anybody else to define you, you define yourself. So make sure that you are the one keeping yourself happy. And I I learned that throughout my whole journey because um, I was living under him, trying to be an obedient wife, trying to be a pious wife, trying to be what he wanted me to be. But I forgot to be myself. I forgot that I need to do do something that made me happy. And then now that I'm single, it's not because I'm... See, this is the thing. Not because I'm single, that's why I'm happy. No, it's because I went through this this, I don't know, soul journey or whatever you call it, to really find out what kept me happy.
0: All
1: right. You know, the little small things added up to keep me happy, you know. So um, everybody has their own formula. Formula. For me, it's it's through exercise. It's through healthy eating. It's through, you know, um, little charitable. Work. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about things like being kind to people, being just a nice person. I mean, being, converting into a Muslim really surprised me because I thought that being a Muslim, wow, everyone should be nice and everyone should be, you know, awesome and, you know, like, angelic and
0: nice. Yeah. yeah.
1: But I forget that Muslims are
0: humans too.
1: humans too. And they make their mistakes and they have bad days and stuff. So, um, I really had to reset my Islam when, uh, uh, around the time that I was towards the end of my marriage because I kind of figured out the Islam I was learning was not, more like his version of Islam. Everybody has their, you know, everything needs to be in moderation. Right. And this, this is moderation according to the individual. It's not moderation. You know, what I see is nice, you may not see as nice. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's the same thing. Um Whenever it's like I like how it.
0: you're being raised, kind of thing, culture and all that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Exactly. So it, again, so um, so uh, advice for women is that you know what? Don't think that being single, especially with kids, is a happier life. But you just while you're in this marriage, and stuff, you have to figure out why you're crying. Are you crying because of of you're unhappy about yourself. Or are you crying because you're, you're blaming things on him, you know, for being unhappy? You know, you just have to find your own journey. It, it was a long journey for me, I have to say. Very, very, very... I felt like the world was very cruel. And honestly, I was just feeling sorry for myself. Like, there was no reason to blame the world for what I was going through. Mm-hmm. I just had to pick up myself and try to find what they always say find what you love you know i was like i don't know what i love stop asking me stop telling me that i don't know what i love anymore you know yeah. but honestly that is really what you know um what you have to do and always keep the doors in you like because oh, those are so powerful those are so powerful you know of course they wanted me to go back home right but it was very hard for me to do that because like I said, he takes the kids 50-50. He does financially support. He does do his Islamic responsibility. For that, I can never, ever take him away from the kids. I'm sorry. I can never, ever take
0: him. Okay.
1: Um, I, I, I just, you know, people always ask me, you're divorced now. Why are you still here? And I'm like, I. I, I you know, they, it's a personal thing something that they won't understand, something I, sometimes with strangers, I can't really, can't be bothered to get into. Yeah. But I, I just, I, I just feel like, you know what, my children have a right to their father. Mm-hmm. And, um,
0: What was your family, like, were they okay with it? Or they were like, should I talk why to you? Get should, in? I,
1: should I get, get into the? Okay, I'm going to get in and I'm going to try to say it in five minutes. Okay. So basically what happened was my parents had fa- found out. I had admitted to them that, you know what, another wife okay in the chinese culture it's actually very normal for men to get mistresses i see but uh for them they were not they of course they were really mad. but for them for my mother she was like you know what it's okay he'll come back to you just fight it through he will you know he will he will realize what he's done wrong and we'll get go back into the marriage and everything will be okay. So she te- kept telling him to stick with it. I think, I, you know, and it's really hard because my parents live in San Francisco and we're doing this over the phone. Mm-hmm. So then when they call me to check on me to see how I'm doing and I say I'm okay, you, you see, here's the thing we underestimate about mothers. Mm-hmm. They know everything. Yeah. I'm sure of you being a mom, yeah. you know everything. I always tell my kids, I know everything. And, yeah. I, you know, me experiencing it, the thing is, my mother knew everything. The way I said, I'm okay. The way I said, yeah, things are fine. She knew something was wrong. She knew I was very depressed. She knew I was trying to fight it through, but she never forced me to divorce him. She never said anything. She just kept very neutral. I think the day that I did, they weren't part of the decision-making, by the way. They, had, they stayed very neutral because, like I said, mistresses were normal, okay, just, just be strong. Like that's what my mom always said. Be strong, be strong. I was like, how? But whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. We, we, you know, we just we we always had a quite shallow conversation. Anyway, so the day I told them we were getting a divorce, my dad was like, I mean, he's a Buddhist, remember? Mm-hmm. So he went, Alhamdulillah. <laughs> <laughs> so he was. So happy. And he goes, there is a God. Whoa. And I was, I was kind of in shock. I was like, what? I thought you guys never wanted me to divorce. They were like, we were praying for you to get divorced. We were looking so, forward to it. <laughs> yeah. And I remember, my dad had came to visit me from San Francisco. And he came to visit me for three days. And I was, you know, from San Francisco to Malaysia, it's a 24-hour flight. So in my head, I was thinking, Dad. Why is he coming for only three days? That is so weird. So at the, on the third day, he basically admitted to me, listen, you know, like, you, you be strong, huh? Because I don't want you going back with that guy. I come all the way from San Francisco, tell you, don't go back with that, that guy. All right. Okay. Thank
0: you. Thank yeah. you so much, Sue. Now that you have listened, what would you do if you were in her shoes? I know some might say, you know what Hafiza, she should have just stayed for the kids. Or some might think, good for her, you know, for standing up for herself and move forward with her new life. I think people can say many things about her situation in the end who are we to judge we are not in her shoes so it's really really difficult for us to simply judge her and assume things on our own you see what i'm trying to say is that you know maybe it's time for us to stop judging single mothers single parents out there we have no idea what he or she is going through you know one thing that we know for sure is that it is a huge struggle huge huge struggle so the next time we hear some people gossiping in the office or at a kanduri you know at an event club, you know about how a person is going through a divorce how it happened who was at fault you know if kita dengar those kind of gossip what we could do is maybe we could you know just we just walk away maybe we could just walk away from the gossip session you know you know like you janganlah layan sangat can? because in the end we can never know the real stories there are always two sides of stories one side the other the other side so yeah that's the end of this week's episode do share with me your thoughts on this week's topic You know, you can always drop me your comment on our Facebook page. All right. Or you can email me at hafiza at stentoggle.com. And, you know, you can always listen to us on Apple Podcasts as well. Just search for Stentoggle. It's there. Click on it. Subscribe. Great. (laughs) So, yeah. um, See you guys next week.